0: Ahoy, mateys! We're still figuring out the opening of Domance Dawn. I'm Luke. And I'm Janine. I have bad ideas, like the one for this podcast. I'm somehow still alive, and I enjoy The Simpsons and One Piece.
1: And I um, have seen The Simpsons, and am watching One Piece for the first time.
0: If you didn't listen to the first episode, uh, the basic premise is we are coming up with a Simpsons-One Piece mashup with a few rules... But typically, uh, we're doing a recap of One Piece. And as we go along, we are assigning characters. And, uh, you know, we're we're kind of seeing how it shakes out. I'm mostly caught up on One Piece. And uh, Janine, as she said, is saying it for the first time. Also, I use he, him, sometimes they, them pronouns.
1: Oh, and I'm she, they over here.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, but yeah, we are back for our second episode. And I did want to start off with some uh some things that I wanted to call dough Mints, or I, I've got the button dough! mints and uh something else they called Spirit of the Stairs, because while I was editing the first episode, I did notice that i I made a blunder. Uh, which was, I said, that Treehouse of Horror ten was uh, the first episode of season eleven. It was actually the fourth episode of season eleven. So that's a uh, no! on me. That one did that one seem hot, lower pitch to you somehow?
1: I don't know. Like musically, I kind of liked it.
0: Go. No! Yeah, like that one was higher. But... No! Nope, that that was the same one, weird. Do you want
1: to go for like a few times just to I'm pretty sure that our listeners no! would really love that. Yeah. No! No!
0: No! <laughs> it's not letting me stack it up. Oh no, and then I accidentally deleted the oh no, he's hot button. So you know things are going well uh and then spirit of the stairs is kind of something that i was like you you ever realize like when you're like hours later when you come up with like the great comment that you should have said in response to someone or like the better idea you wish you could have had uh i my mind between uh the first episode and this one was like you know who would have made a better Helm that Bone? Axan Morgan. That wouldn't have cost us Chief Wiggum necessarily. Gavin and his mom. On The Simpsons. uh, From the episode where Bart tries to steal a copy of Bonestorm.
1: Oh, right. But for everybody else who might not remember those two characters, if you could be able to...
0: Oh, uh, Gavin is a bratty kid... Uh, is a bratty rich kid and his mom is very much like a 90s rich mob like she wears a baseball hat and a ponytail that goes through the back and gavin wants a copy of bone storm but he doesn't want to have to share a copy of the game with his sister who is not pictured and his mom is just dismissively like yes gavin very small characters, but I mean, that's kind of what we end up working with here. Uh, but yeah, so for this week, we are covering, or so for this episode, we are covering episodes four through eight of One Piece, which is, Luffy's past! The red-haired Shanks appears! And then do you want to read the second one, and we'll just re- read on and off?
1: Uh, sure, hang on, I'm opening up the document right now so I can be able to... Sing along. Mm-hmm.
0: That's that's where editing comes in handy.
1: Fear, mysterious power, pirate clown, ca- pirate pirate clown, Captain Buggy. I did not do vocal warm-ups.
0: fee five
1: fum 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 fum. Red leather, yellow leather. How now, brown
0: cow? Watermelon, 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 watermelon. Whether Desperate. the weather be
1: cold, whether the weather be hot. We'll be together whatever the weather, weather, whether we like it or not.
0: I'm getting married in the morning. I'm getting married at the nine. I'm getting married in the morning. So get me to the church on time. I think we're perfect now. Mm-hmm. Desperate situation. Beast Tamer Moji versus Luffy.
1: Grand duel Zoro the swordsman versus Kabaji the acrobat
0: who will win showdown between the true powers of the devil fruit you got to love these titles mhm it's it's very good and uh so the first episode that we did uh Luffy's past uh we we get what is ostensibly the first chapter of One Piece the manga, that they decided to move later for whatever reason. And in there we get to see where Luffy gets his hat from, which is his buddy Shanks, who has his own pirate crew. And uh, yeah, Shanks is a good guy. Uh, He knows when to hold him, knows when to fold him knows when he needs to beat up uh, Higuma the Mountain Bandit, who is just a shitty guy. And, uh, eventually Higuma uh, pulls Luffy, who has eaten the devil fruit, which causes anyone who eats it to be unable to swim, uh, out into the ocean, gets eaten by a giant uh, sea monster, and then Luffy ends up getting saved by Shanks who gives up his arm which I don't remember I do not remember how they covered that up in uh the four kids dub
1: Yeah like honestly watching this episode I was thinking to myself that man shot another man in the head point blank you can't like edit around that that and you know like it goes it goes hard so soon you know like
0: damn yeah it is definitely a like wild thing this was also uh the uh this story is called romance Dawn" because uh Oda Ichiro Oda had done a few uh earlier versions of this story. And uh this was the one that uh was like, oh no, he's finally got it. We're going to let him like continue on this series. Yeah, so ultimately we see that Luffy has been inspired by Shanks, who gives him his hat and is basically like, Hey, go become a great pirate and then seek me out. And uh, how did he feel about this one? Um
1: honestly, I felt like that this kind of was, it was really good to see um, a lot of history of like, hey, how did he become um, Rubber? How how did Luffy also get the hat? And it's like, oh, well, both of those things got told on the exact same day.
0: Yeah. Uh, we we don't really get more of Luffy's backstory for, like, four or five hundred more episodes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's like, uh we'll pop back to the village a few times, but uh beyond that, it's like, oh, well, we know what we need to know about Luffy. He's made of rubber. How did that happen? Yo-ho-ho, he took a bite of gum gum and he wants to become a pirate.
1: That does seem like there's a lot missing between point A and point B. Because we didn't we don't like he's he gets his rubber powers when he's like 10 or something and then we like run into him when he's like at least I mean still pretty young, but at least like 8 or 10 more years later, like come on, there's Missing time there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I'm not, like, one of the people who needs to have, like, everything colored out, but, I mean, that seems like a lot to just kind of put on the back burner for several hundred episodes.
0: Uh, yeah, he is seven when we first, or, well, no, the, uh, he's seven in the earlier, he's seven in the very first flashback, so we aren't there yet, but, uh, yeah. Luffy you know doesn't get a lot of definition but I mean he's kind of like a shonen hero in a way where you just need to know what drives him and yeah. yeah this is like a big moment for him uh and then the second uh, batch of episodes are all pretty much one story where the entire crew ends up in a small town uh called Orangetown where pirate captain buggy has taken over it uh luffy runs into nami who is trying to steal buggy's treasure because she hates pirates and uh luffy ends up fighting various foes alongside zoro ends up trying to save a pet shop and a dog that is technically the owner of the pet shop uh, fights Buggy who has the power to split himself into pieces with the chop chop fruit and uh, you know ultimately they win that's like a very bad summary of it but you know that's mostly what you need to know
1: I have a feeling if people are coming over to this podcast they've either already seen One Piece or um, don't really need us to go over the events because what we're not Really, like a you know a watch and recap podcast, there are many of those specifically for like one piece that are just ready and good to go for you
0: yeah or like if you have Netflix or if you want to just stream it legally on like Funimation, there's lots of ways that you can watch the show legally or illegally it's, it's on up pluto, to you.
1: it's on pluto t v for free with ads though but like at least the first season and like a good amount of like stuff on there is like free for you to watch when i was when i was but a, a small young and myself i couldn't have dreamt of a world where you could watch free anime on the internet
0: and now your dreams all your hopes and dreams are true Uh, I do also want to say I I remember trying to get into the anime like a few years. No, it's close to like a decade back, maybe. Oh, no, I'm old now. Uh, But just I do like the very watercolor painted style that they have for all the backgrounds in the show at this point. So I believe in eventually they just just go into more of a full digital, but it's Very nice and has a storybook feel to it.
1: I've also got to say that, like, after watching this block of episodes, I was like, well, damn, if if this thing doesn't have any... If if, if this, you know, project we're doing right now doesn't have a lot of longevity and probably, you know, doesn't uh, go very far, I'm probably still going to stick with the series because um, the story with, like... Chow Chow, the dog, like that, that got me. That was like, damn. Oh, I
0: mean,
1: yeah. I'm a dog person. I have a dog. Um, I'm part dog on my mother's side. That's kind of like a little bit of a lower drop for you there. Um, but, like, just the concept that they went so hard, like, they, they could have easily like like so many other places before, like probably like in the past few episodes before, like just, yeah, yeah, like in the in in the last couple of episodes we watched, it was just like doing what they could to protect a kid that was like getting in danger, but now it's just like a dog, and that's like, I don't know, I felt a little bit much more like closer linked to the backstory that they gave for the dog. Mm -hmm. more than the kid because i guess it was kind of also giving me flashbacks to that uh futurama episode
0: oh yeah yeah i don't even have to
1: yeah like i don't i don't even have to like really like think of the parallels that much but like you know just that hachiko dog that will wait for you long after you're gone you know that that kind of concept and like what if the thing that they were waiting by, the thing that they were protecting for you, was gone as well? Like, how far would you go as a stranger to avenge that dog?
0: Well, and then what is your treasure? What matters to you? Because, uh, like, yeah, no, it Oda really understands how to, like, put people over and how to, like, draw the audience in.
1: So, yeah, I'm probably hooked on this thing now. I'm 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 in it. I'm I don't know, do do One Piece fans have like a name for themselves? I hope not, god.
0: I don't think so because fandom is awful at times. It is. Uh but if you're enjoying the podcast so far, uh we I did go and put together a Twitter uh so you can go and follow us at, at Domance, D-O-H-M-A-N-C-E and you know get updates that way but uh now we're now we're here to the meat of the episode which is uh assigning our characters so we have a list of uh about 20 characters who first appeared some of these i i feel like we are going to be ready to assign some of them. I feel like you're not going to necessarily be like, I still don't know about them. Are they super important or anything? And then I'll try and give you my best suggestion. But, uh, I've got my list filled out of just deep, deep ass polls, So, uh, are you ready to tackle some of these characters, Janine?
1: Uh, for better or worse, yeah, let's let's hit it.
0: All right. So last time we passed on Nami because you wanted to like get a better idea of who she was. And so here we get like a small character arc for Nami where we know she hates pirates, but she also sees that Luffy isn't like other pirates.
1: Now, this one, I do got to say, like, it was kind of like a shoe in before just to kind of like want to give her Lisa just because yeah. on grounds that she's the girl character. And like, I kind of refrained from that because I didn't know the character. But now that I do, I kind of want to go back to that concept again, because I feel like... um While that was kind of a throwaway before, actually thinking more about the character of Nami and the character of Lisa at the same time, I do think that now it could be a little bit of a better fit. At first, I was thinking because of how sneaky she was, I could have gone for a Jessica Lovejoy. But um, based on her principles and how much she stood by the principles to not kill Luffy when she had the chance...
0: she's able to read the weather really well.
1: I guess that's also a thing that Lisa does.
0: Well, science. Like, Lisa's very smart.
1: Sure. I'm not going to argue that people who know science can know the weather, because I don't know science, and I don't know the weather, so.
0: Janine, I'm adding our dog on Mother's side does not know the weather right um we're, we're, we're building out our stat cards
1: oh that's right uh damn i don't know my blood type then you have to know that if you're in an anime
0: i don't think they do it as much for one piece i could be wrong uh because they do go and like dig into a lot of uh like, a lot of random facts, like what their favorite food is, or, like, when their birthdays are. I, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned the birthday stuff before.
1: Yes, yes. In fact, I see here in the notes that um, one of the characters that I did not think about would have a birthday has a birthday listed that you had set up for me. Thank you for that.
0: Yes. Uh, all right. I I still feel like Lisa is, like, complicated because... Both a like, maybe too on the nose with the premise. I I still like the Jessica Lovejoy option because Jessica Lovejoy is a thief. She is smart, is a criminal.
1: I do and want to posit though that Jessica Lovejoy would not, um, like. While she has like her own code and is looking out for herself as Nami does, uh Nami even goes against that herself in that in a way that I don't think that Jessica Lovejoy could go.
0: Fair.
1: You Fair. know what? Hmm. if you if you're not wanting to jump on that just yet, uh we could table it and come back to it after we're done naming everything else, and then just see how things are after we mull it over a little.
0: All right, yeah, let's let's do that. Uh, up next, we have the tightrope walking Funan Bros. Uh, they are a trio of pirates whose boat is stolen uh, initially by Nami, and then they are rescued by Luffy and Zoro, and then. When they try and take the boat, they realize that Zoro, the famed pirate hunter, is on that boat with them and they have to step down. They they just get their shit constantly handed to them. Uh, I I did a wild dive for my suggestion. I had the Steve Sachs trio.
1: That is a lot better than mine because I was so close to blowing uh, Jimbo, Dolph, and Kearney.
0: Oh, God, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, like Tyref Walking Funan bros, I know I say a lot of the time, like anyone can return, but uh not any not everyone returns. Ah. So are 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 we good with the Steve Sax trio then?
1: Yeah, I'll definitely go with that.
0: <laughs> Alright. Uh I, I spent a lot of time just digging deep in for uh deep cut characters and like groups because Buggy's pirates for the characters who are named uh they just come in groups and most of them are never seen again but they're named so uh after that we got red-haired Shanks hmm and like this is complicated because Shanks is sort of Luffy's inspiration he's the big brother figure I have three possibilities here for very different reasons.
1: I have two different possibilities, and therefore two very separate reasons.
0: Uh do you want me to read one of mine and then you read one of yours and we go back and forth that way? Sure. Uh my first one I wrote down is Herman Herman. Uh he owns the military uh store and he is also missing an arm.
1: Hmm. I don't it's like no- that
0: one. Yeah, it's not a good one, but Uh, what's your first one? Otto. Interesting.
1: Yes, um, Otto is one of the few adults, um, kind of, still kind of like a a young adult that, I guess, as the series progresses, does get older because the references that Otto uses does not change. Yeah. Um... Which is kind of weird when you think about it, because like when Otto first came out, like those references were still kind of new, and then how the references don't really age at all. Mm -hmm. Like it's like you do see the character, I guess, kind of aging, but never visually ever changing. So that's kind of like a weird thing now that's blowing my mind. But it's because, you know, Otto inside of uh Bart's life has been one of those people that he does like look up to,
0: maybe for the wrong reasons. Yeah, uh, my mind just, uh, like far off was like, oh, I know a character who Otto would be really good for, but also <laughs> wouldn't be for several hundred episodes. Uh, so. If we don't use Audible 4, then see you at Thriller Bark. Uh, My second one is Tom, who is Bart's big brother from the episode where uh, Bart feels abandoned by Homer, so he signs up for the Big Brother program. And then Homer feels like Bart doesn't like him, so he adopts his own little brother. And uh, Tom is a Phil Hartman character who is... Very cool, is a fighter pilot, and is just kind of the perfect big brother type.
1: Amazing. I don't hate that. Um My next pick, um and the last pick I have for Shanks, mm-hmm. is kind of um, not that deep of a cut, because everybody um, will remember when I say the episode title, but not when I say the name. Um, Mr. Bergstrom from the episode Lisa's Substitute.
0: Ooh, yes. Uh, famously played by Dustin Hoffman using a uh, pseudonym, Sam Etik. Uh
1: Yeah, I, I, I felt like this character, um, while a larger inspiration to Lisa's character, the spirit of the character, the spirit of being an inspiration to go off and, you know, Do and be the best version of yourself um, that Mr. Bergstrom did impart on all of the students, really, um, could be a good fill in for a Shanks like character.
0: That, yeah, I, I, I feel like putting him in for a Luffy related character, though, is like a big emotional disservice in some ways. Uh, Are you ready for my wild-ass third suggestion?
1: I'm on the edge of my seat and ready for you to knock me the hell off of it.
0: The master of ginger nighttime talk shows and former head writer for The Simpsons, Conan O'Brien! Oh my god. Because, you know, both redheads. And also Bart is a fan of Conan, to some degree.
1: To some degree, they both, like, restarted Krusty's career together, right?
0: And also, when Bart was in the I Didn't Do It phase, he went on Conan's TV show.
1: That's right, that's right. Huh. You know, I don't... Ha- like, that That was kind of out there, but, like, con- considering, like, how how well they teamed up together in the past um mm-hmm. Conan and Bart Simpson when you say that out loud it's really kind of weird um I don't hate it completely but I don't know if I want to although it would look really amazingly weird now that I'm picturing the Simpsons Conan O'Brien with <laughs> oh. like the scar and the hat on that it's just missing an arm the visual is haunting me <laughs> <right> now <laughs>
0: oh Oh, wow you've cursed me now this is what you've done i mean i i I feel like that as the strongest visual is like a big push for our potential
1: we've got some good choices ahead of us
0: We, we do we do like we started off with like Lisa or Nami who is very difficult and then we had like a super easy oh we just need to throw someone in here and then Shanks who was just like oh one of the heart and souls of this yeah uh, also it's great because in the anime he's always drinking and so they just had to either wrap around they had to like edit around those scenes or it's had to be like oh he's drinking milk or soda in the four kids stuff
1: that's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. God, I, I, yeah, I am picturing Conan O'Brien as Shanks. And I mean, hey, if we ever get big enough and we can just get Conan O'Brien on this and be like, hey, do you want to talk about being Shanks the pirate and read some lines?
1: I don't, I don't think anything I'll ever do will ever get that big. But I'll tell you what, just having the image out there and, like, putting the image in other people's minds is enough for me to say yes. It's our podcast. Nobody can tell us otherwise.
0: Hell yeah. Uh, We then have Ben Beckman, who is a member of Shanks' crew. Uh, He, at this point, is mostly tall, doesn't get a lot of definition for a while. I had Brett Councilman, who is a football TV commentator on The Simpsons in this role.
1: I I didn't that This is one of the ones that I left a blank, um, mainly because I knew that this character would probably come back with how much that they are designed and and how much they are named. So I was like a little bit like, am I going to like, shoot my shot on this one and then like completely whiff out, you know? Mm Mm-hmm so i won't I won't twist your arm on that one mostly because like i I don't know the importance that the importance that uh, ben Breckman has
0: fair so we're we're going with Brett councilman sure Brett councilman, a character from the episode Lisa the Greek uh. Up next, we have Haguma, the mountain bandit, who has been a star of recent memes, where he just inexplicably returns, and every current major villain is afraid of him. Uh, do you have a Higuma su- suggestion? I've I've got an oddball one that I think you're going to get like super jazzed over.
1: I, I would love to hear it because I'll tell you I was going to blow another major one here with Snake Jailbird. Ooh, yeah. Uh, I can hear it in your voice. You already have your idea of where Snake could fit.
0: Not not quite, uh, but yeah, I, I, I feel like this would be a waste for Snake. No offense. Uh, No, my suggestion for Hagumo the Mountain Bandit is Rupert Murdoch
1: the owner of fox that we have seen he I, has I'm trying to remember like how he appeared inside of the simpsons and I want to say that he had an eye patch
0: Uh he has appeared a few times and has chosen to voice himself uh multiple times one of them he was in prison uh another time homer and uh his friends invaded uh I believe it was the Super Bowl, but they didn't say Super Bowl, and they broke into his box. But also I like the idea of just Rupert Murdoch being eaten by a giant sea serpent.
1: I love that idea, idea too. This is the second uh, celebrity that you've chosen, and and it's the, you know, third time that I've completely forgot that we could use celebrity appearances as characters.
0: That we can. Alright, uh, so our Higuma, the Mountain Bandit is <laughs> Rupert uh, uh After that, we have Lucky Roo, who's the guy who just eats meat and shoots a guy in the head.
1: Well, to be honest, I did have uh, either Homer or Kearney in this one. Simply for just being big and like I think Kearney's had a few lines about eating before, but, like, I don't know.
0: Uh, My suggestion was Nick number one who doesn't flush bowling balls because there are two different Nicks in town who run bowling stores and neither of them flush balls. But each of them thinks that the other flushes balls. What episode was that? Uh, That is the one where Marge, I believe... Almost goes to prison, but instead they sent her away to relax. Uh, let me check. Uh, Nick number one. Uh, oh no, he is from when Flanders failed. Uh, which is when uh, Homer, or which is when Flanders opens up the uh, left hand store or the leftorium.
1: Interesting deep cut. Although I do want to ask, is this a deep cut? Is this a character that's going to be coming by? Are you are you lowballing a character that might be of importance later?
0: Lucky Roo appears with the rest of Shanks's crew, but a lot of them just don't really do much. Ah, okay. Uh, after that, we have uh, Yasop who has his name on a headband, and we're going to meet his boy soon. Who did you have for Yasa?
1: I had one name down, and that's because like, I kind of wanted to use um, a dad. And
0: mm-hmm. the first
1: dad that I thought about uh, was Kirk Van Houten.
0: I mean, Kirk is not a bad use. I feel like that might be... Uh, calling a shot with who his son would be, which I'm also not necessarily opposed to, and I'm also not tied to, because uh, I didn't have a good suggestion for this. I had board, but specifically the man, the adult board, as opposed to the other boards who were in the Itty and Scratchy Scratchyland shop looking for board license plates.
1: Interesting.
0: So I- I'm good to go with uh Kirk, if you. All will. right,
1: then we'll borrow a feeling for. Yes, up.
0: We know what his dignity looks like. <laughs> uh after that we have Makino, the woman who owns the bar where all the pirates uh hang out.
1: My heart my heart wants to go Marge just because like she's like a um a mother who like as I saw inside of the wiki has an unnamed baby and like just seems to be like uh the most matronly figure towards Luffy at the time.
0: Mhm. Uh I and I
1: also don't see like I don't to be honest, I don't really see like like any other pe- person that I would be like oh that's a marge, you know. I just kind of like want to
0: I'm not a marge fan. What? Well, you know that's that's fair. I mean, she is a character who is kind of the nineties Cyclops where she where she often has to be the scold or when she does try and reach out on her own something goes horribly wrong. Uh, my suggestion for this was Colette, who was the bartender who got hired during the Flaming Moes saga. Cause I like Makino recurs, but usually it's for, like, a panel or two as they are checking back in on the town through, like, news about the crew reaching the world. So I I, 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 I get the antipathy towards Marge, but I feel like this still might be too low of a name for her. Hmm. All right. So, Colette, it is. Colette, it is. Uh, we then have Whoopslap, who is the mayor. Hi, Mayor! Who uh, is the mayor of the, uh, I want to say Fukushima village, but I could be wrong there. And uh, my suggestion was just the American representative from Simpson Tide, which is the one where Homer joins the Navy and then yeah, almost starts a war with Russia and the rest of the world when he hijacks the nuclear submarine. Timely.
1: I know. Um, to be honest, I was really thinking about Mayor Quimby because the only thing that I know like, definitively about both characters is that they're cowardly. And I couldn't see using Mayor Quimby as either any larger villain or any larger um, opposition force or any force for good, to be honest?
0: I There's definitely going to be some better opportunities for Mayor Quimby. There's
1: people more cowardly than this guy then.
0: Yeah, like Whoopslap is a coward because he both doesn't want to fight and doesn't want his village to be Destroyed. Ah. So are we good with the American representative?
1: That feels like such a deep cut, though, that that's not even a named Simpsons character.
0: I mean, he has his own Wikipedia page. And uh, just let me drop a link in. I mean, look at that guy. Mm.
1: Yeah, I guess I could kind of see it, in that I don't like either of them.
0: Ha <laughs> uh, Who did you have for Lord of the Coast, the sea monster that eats both Higuma, the mountain bandit, and Shanks' arm?
1: Um, I went with the Loch Ness monster.
0: Me too. Like, there is no real other option for a giant monster. Uh, so, you know, it, it is very nice to have easy ones where we both agree. Uh, what did you have for Pinky, which is the giant bird who grabs Luffy when Luffy is like, hey, there's a bird. I'm going to grab it so we can eat it. And then the bird just ends up being larger than him.
1: Um, I had Mr. Burns' vulture. You know, the one that looks exactly like him?
0: Uh, I had Spoons, the Spoonbill from Mr. Burns' aviary.
1: Hmm. I guess there's no reason why it couldn't be either. I mean, like, we're just looking for, like, a random bird, and there is an entire um, section for just birds. Birds. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's basically what I looked for in order to try to find, you know
0: Great minds think alike, Janine um,
1: Are there many birds in One Piece? <laughs>
0: mm. Yes uh, You know, I'm good with going for uh, Mr. Burns' vulture
1: all right, let's go up with that one, because honestly, the, the one thing that really drew me to it was pink. Pinky, Bear. although looking much more like a vulture-colored um, seagull, still kind of has like some relation.
0: Uh, so after that, we have the superhuman Domingos, which are the trio that finds Luffy after Pinky drops him into the town.
1: I did not have anything for them because, honestly, I forgot about them pretty much instantly.
0: Uh, I've got the Larry Davis Experience, which is one of the many bands that performs in The Simpsons.
1: Well, you are very good at finding groups of
0: throwaways, so I will take it. All right, so now we've got another hot one which is Buggy the Clown, and there's a bad suggestion that I, like, when I mentioned the show, people were like, hey, I have a great idea for Buggy the Clown, and it's like, okay, but please do not send ideas to the show. Uh, But uh, I have a good suggestion. What is your uh, idea for Buggy?
1: To be honest, I'm going crusty. I don't really see there going to be any more clowns inside of the show. But I'm ready to be surprised when you tell me there's another clown.
0: Uh, you're forgetting Bart's nemesis, who started off as a clown and has been a recurring thorn in the side of the Simpsons family, which is Sideshow Bob. Oh,
1: does Buggy return?
0: Oh, yeah. Buggy is recurring as hell.
1: Oh, damn. Well, then I definitely would say yes to Sideshow Bob because I think, like, the fact that they're both up on the same level as having eaten devil fruit. And, you know, now we know that Buggy's going to have a vendetta against Luffy for not only um, besting him in combat, but also being related to Shanks. Shanks. Mm
0: -hmm. Also, kicking him in the balls, which is
1: great. Yes, yes. It wasn't a rake, but it was... it'll do, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so then uh, we have the Acrobatic Fuas, which are another group that uh you probably forgot about. Zoro stops them. Did you have any suggestion for the Acrobatic Fuas?
1: I did not. They were gone as soon as they showed up.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong. I am glad that, like, The one person on Buggy's crew who did not get a name so we can ignore them is the unfortunate uh, Blackface character? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, All right, so I guess we're going with my suggestion for them, which is Earl Dixon and the second helping boys.
1: I mean... Unless we're up to the episode where R.E.M. shows up, I don't have any other idea.
0: I feel like we could probably find a better spot for R.E.M.
1: Oh, my God. You know the series more than I do, so I'm going to believe you up on that. Okay. I I mean... Like, if there's, like, a band of, like, a a few, like, do-gooders who are, like, kind of awesome, but leave as soon as they arrive, (laughs) we'll hit them with R.E.M., Especially uh, uh, if there's like a leader that like has like the same amount of spoken lines as Michael Stipe. I
0: thought you were gonna say the same amount of hair as Michael Stipe. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh so we then have Boodle who is the mayor of Orangetown.
1: Okay. Uh for this one I had to look up different old people and I came up with a Chester Lampwick.
0: Ah, the original creator of Itch and Scratchy. Yes, uh, my suggestion was the French Prime Minister who bombed Springfield in Treehouse of horror Eight uh turning everybody into zombies in uh except for Homer and his family who were shielded by lead paint. Well and Homer was asleep in a movie theater
1: huh, that kind of feels a little bit counter to his character though.
0: So, uh Chester Lampwick, I did not consider him for another character in this one that I think he would make a great uh, character for. Amazing. But that does leave us without a good boodle in that case, because the French Prime Minister was just, I think, Me trying to throw someone out there?
1: I mean, Boodle's gotta be somebody, though. I don't want to just, like, have Boodle just be a nobody. My first instinct was just to even go with Abraham Simpson, because, like, I don't even know when we're going to find another helpful old man ever again.
0: Uh, How do you feel about an old Jewish man?
1: I do like an old Jewish man. The one who asked, can your grandpa do this?
0: It's the old gray and hey, what she used to be. That's the go. one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, do we just want to go old Jewish man? Let's go old Jewish man, yeah. Hell yeah, we have used old Jewish man. Uh, we then have Choo Choo, the dog. The wonderful dog who owned a pet store until it got burnt down.
1: Um, I'm going to go with Santos Al Halbor. I know you probably want to use that for something else, but I bonded with this dog.
0: No, that's that's fair. I think that's better than mine, which was Geech the Smellhound from Brother from Another Series, who is Cletus's cousin's dog who gets coated in cement. And... Now, when you were saying Santa's little helper, are you referring specifically to Santa's little helper when he gets the credit card? Yes. So, just standard Santa's little helper.
1: Um. I mean, I guess if there's no distinction. I mostly just put down Santos Al Halper because I um, kind of wanted to be a little spicy about the presentation.
0: You know, I, I will accept that yeah no, I'm good with Santos Little Helper slash Santos El Helper being our choo choo. Uh, we then have Hawker, the guy who owned the pet food shop, before he went to the hospital and never came back.
1: That one I had a hard time doing because, like, uh, for somebody who, like, canonically died and it was sad, the the one that I kind of came close to was uh, Bleeding Gums Murphy. And, like, I don't know if that's, like, the right fit, but that was my first instinct. I do want to let that out because I know I've left some blank because, like, I did not have any other ideas. I did want to, like, throw out this one idea even though I know it's probably going to get shot down.
0: Yeah, like, well, Bleeding Gums Murphy and Hawker are both defined by their death. Uh, I, I feel like it's too small of a role for Bleeding Gums Murphy, even though he's not necessarily a character who would be considered big or popular. Like, the show even makes fun of calling him a popular character. Uh, my suggestion was the Springfield pet shop owner who ha- claims have the ability to mind meld with dogs, an ability that is shared only by him and the other employees at his store, which just fits more because it's pet food store and less personality.
1: Hmm. Well, we see both of those characters the same amount of times. Yeah. One episode. So I don't hate it.
0: Uh, let's let's go with that then as a simple uh thing. Uh we then have Moji, uh Richie and Kabaji. Uh Moji being Richie's owner, uh Richie being a lion and Kabaji being the acrobat on the crew. Uh I had a suggestion that goes and utilizes all three of them. What is your thoughts?
1: Um, Well, I had Kabaji blank because I don't know if this person's dead, dead or not. Um, But for Moji, I had Emily Winthrop, the dog trainer from Bart's Dog Gets an F. And for Richie, I had Snowball One, the dead white cat that was only mentioned once, I believe. I mean, like, we hear Snowball 2 a lot, and we kind of, like, know what happens, but...
0: Well, yeah, because in the uh, Christmas card and uh, Simpsons roasting over an open fire, we find out that Snowball 1 died. Uh, do you want to hear my wild suggestion? I'm on the edge of my seat. For Moji, I have Gunter... For Kabaji I have Ernst, and then for Richie I have Anastasia, the White Tiger. Uh, they are the kind of unfortunate Siegfield and Roy stand-ins who got mauled in re- who got mauled before actual Siegfield and Roy got mauled in real life. Wow. The
1: terrible things they predict.
0: <laughs> yeah. Huh.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that fits with the theme a little bit better because it does show you the, um, the different uh, levels of, I guess, infighting that they have had as one does turn on the other.
0: And it, it, they kind of get tied together more that way. As like Because uh, all three of them do return. And uh, at a point, Richie does get a major promotion within the crew. And that's only like a dozen episodes or so away.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Uh-huh. Uh huh. So then after that, we have Poro, who's just there to kind of like lead the townspeople. My suggestion was Wolf Guy Jack, as I try to pull in a character who is introduced concurrently with these episodes that we are covering. Who did you have for Poro?
1: I had Cletus. I just, like, needed a background character that, like, just is mostly around to be a voice of the people sometimes, even if that voice of the people is not smart. Why would you go back to a town where they have, like, a killer pirate, even with everybody?
0: Because you gotta save the mayor!
1: He's one mayor, and he's old already. Like, he could have died, like, on the way over there from being too old. (laughs) People do that.
0: You you think that the old Jewish man would die that easily?
1: I mean, the only reason why he's not is because they still have the voice actor on payroll.
0: Fair. Uh, so do we want to go with Wolf Guy Jack, who is a character who everyone kind of forgot as soon as he had appeared?
1: As soon as you remind me who Wolf Guy Jack is, because I'm pretty sure nobody else listening to this has remembered
0: him either. Uh Wolfgot Jack initially appeared in Take My Wife's Leas and runs a fifties style diner. Uh he is a radio host, uh kinda looks a bit like a Guy Fieri type.
1: Well, as a person who would be a random concerned citizen, I guess I could say that I see it.
0: I I, I misremembered him. I pictured him with spike tips like a Guy Fieri, but yep, yeah, no, he's Well, no,
1: like being a little bit of a rotund guy with a, you know, distinct facial hair and a bowling shirt, I can kind of still see it.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Last we have Silver's Raleigh, who is going to be a major character later on. Like here, we just see him basically telling Buggy and Shanks to knock it off.
1: That is another reason why I have not Put anything in for this character because I was like flashback another flashback character that you know has like a high ties to uh, you know to to shanks and now buggy and I was just like there's there's no way I'm going to be able to get any kind of like read on who this character is going to be
0: and this was where I said oh you just gave me a great idea for someone who would go in here uh my initial suggestion was uh Raphael, who's the guy who's always like, hey, Pally, and who always just has a bunch of jobs. If I show you a picture, you'll be like, wait, that guy has a name?
1: I'm very sure, but like that I'm finding out like just by having like access to a Simpsons wiki that there's you know Oh hey, yeah, that guy. Yeah,
0: the guy who's like Mostly bald, has a mustache and, like, gray hair.
1: Yeah, and has that one distinct
0: voice. And who was given a name in Day of the Jackanapes. Uh, yeah.
1: But now you're feeling a little bit much more closer into...
0: Chester Lampwick is, like, a really appropriate character. Hmm.
1: Well, I will. I'll. I'll take that honestly, and um, while I'm at it, I'll also take credit for it.
0: Yeah. No, I'm giving you uh credit for this on the sheet. Uh, so that brings us back to Nami, which is just. Uh, I feel like I am fine going with Lisa because. If nothing else, Luffy is pretty much asexual and performatively heterosexual. So there's no romance that makes like a weird incest thing it it, it still feels lazy in a way but I'm fine I I'm good with Lisa.
1: Then let's go ahead and we'll just have Lisa, and if anybody wants to argue with us, they can be able to do it in the comments of our tweets. But we are the ultimate end-all-be-all judges.
0: Yes. Uh, So, now that we have another main member of the crew selected, uh, it's time to go over what Simpsons episodes came out during this runtime. Uh, The two episodes were Take My Wife's Sleaze and Grift of the Magi. Grift of the Magi being the one with Funzo, the robot toy. Uh, Other characters who were introduced in these episodes include Meat Hook, Ramrod, Actor Jay North, Beck, Patrick Ewing, Jim Hope, Gary Coleman, and Taya Leone.
1: So Beck has been in both Simpsons and Futurama.
0: Yes, though in uh, Simpsons, he is just a background character as part of a set of celebrities. All right, so Janine, next episode that we are doing... We're going to a brand new island. We are going to be picking up another cast member, and we're also going to be getting something that is going to be very important for the team. Do you know what? Do you want to guess what that is?
1: I've got no idea. I'm guessing a ship.
0: well, we will find out next time. but uh if people want to politely message you online, what would that be?
1: Oh, you could be able to find me on Twitter, at Janine Juliet. Am I anywhere else?
0: Uh, I mean, what other shows are you doing if you want to plug those?
1: Huh, oh, that's right. We do plug those, don't we?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then I'll go back to the top. You could find me on Twitter at Janine Juliet. You could also find me as the host of my favorite Pokemon, a Pokemon podcast where I sit down and talk to a cool trainer. Um, it is still kind of up on hiatus, but the episodes aren't going anywhere. If you want to go ahead, go back and listen to how people were talking about Pokemon before COVID happened.
0: Yay! And if you want to find me online, you can find me on Twitter at, at Coltreg. That's K O L T R E G. Or you can find a bunch of my work at Luke Hare, L U K E H E R R.com, along with links to other podcasts. And uh, this show, while we have not officially split off into our own thing, does have a Twitter, like I mentioned, uh, at Domance uh, on Twitter. That's D O H M A N C E. Also, I wanted to give a shout-out to two people who have been incredibly helpful for us uh, this time. Uh, First, thanks to Bo Quiano, who did the awesome framing and logo design for the show. And then thank you to Colt Hoskins, who did the first cover, and, I believe by this time, the cover for this second episode. Uh, If you're interested in doing covers or just doing redraws of this uh make sure to tag us and like tag the account and we will definitely share because uh yeah no this is a wild time uh next time episode three going to another island dealing with some more pirates and uh you know if we get good numbers we're gonna get picked up as our own thing so, thank you for listening to this episode. Anything else you want to add before we are done with this, Janine?
1: God, I want to, but I really can't. Um, honestly, I feel like after doing the second episode of this, I am uh, more proud of this work than I think we probably should be.
0: It's a great, bad, simple premise. So, are you saying that you're on the cruise?
1: Uh, I, I guess on the cruise or on the crew?
0: I'm saying that we are, we are on the cruise. We are. End scene.